Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I have a number of my friends, prominent people in Albany. I've Dan Platt, uh, Doug Bullock, and Angela Ledford. And we're going to have like a little roundtable discussion on the pros and cons of the selection of Camilla Harris for VP. Hi, everybody. How are you? Hi, Cynthia. <laughs> Hi, Cynthia. I'm good. So, so um, Doug, why don't you start off the conversation? What what's your what's your impression of Camilla Harris? Well, I think she's uh, much more progressive than Joe Biden. Um, the uh, her last uh, years as a senator from 2017 to date, uh, she's moved to the left. Um, I admit she's a prosecutor, and it's not too uh, <clears throat> too fashionable to have a prosecutor among left service uh, circles as a uh, candidate for vice president. But I believe she's a progressive prosecutor. And uh, if anybody listened to the debate this morning, I urge you to tune in to Democracy Now! and listen to the debate to people that know her record. Uh, and and spoke on her record, uh, both the pros and cons. Uh, she's truly a um, a progressive uh, prosecutor when she was attorney general and when she was a prosecutor for the city of San Francisco. But I think she mutes the uh, the, uh, the the Trump agenda of him being a uh, law and order president, which is, is totally false. But uh, she mutes that, and she brings along a a constituency that uh, you know uh, actually sat out the election, uh, the last election. She brings along uh, people of color, I think, and I, I think that's going to help take uh, this idiot out of the White House. Uh, I've got a lot more to say, but I want everybody okay. else to chime in. Okay, Angela. Yeah, I, I agree with Doug that in the sense that uh, she's, I certainly think she's more progressive than Biden is for sure. Um, what I found interesting, I, you know, I think I want to first start out by saying that uh, Harris is incredibly smart. She's politically astute. She will wipe the floor with Pence in any debate. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But what I found a little frustrating is um, social media reaction to any kind of criticism of her. And it goes back to something that Doug said before, too, that she has actually been, if you look at her whole record, she has um, had some very, and I'm still very troubled uh, uh, by her record. But one thing you can say for sure is that she has responded particularly to mass mobilization and social movement pressure to be more aggressive against cops killing unarmed people and, and African-Americans in general. So um, when, you know, I've been, I've been critical a bit of Harris because of her, um, her policy positions uh, in the past, but to say that we can't criticize, I mean, we all want to get rid of Trump. Like, that's just a no, no-brainer, no um, at least all of us from the center to the left. But to say that there can't be any criticism of her, I think, is a very, very big mistake. And people trying to shut that down, 
are, is making it more problematic for her to move further to the left and be even more progressive than she is now. Um, Dan. Okay. Uh, where to start? Um, so I think I'll point out that she is very well liked by wall street and the establishment. Mm-hmm. So I think to just talk about this election as Trump versus everyone else is ignoring your own interests, particularly those of working people. I think working people, middle class people, what's left of the middle class, those, they do not care about these issues. They don't really care if Kamala is a woman of color or not. Um, Her record is that of serving the interests of capitalists and basically the ruling establishment, meaning the Wall Street half, right? There's a domestic half that supports Trump, you know, the large firm owners like Home Depot and Goya, but then there's also Wall Street, and they love Camilla Harris because she jails poor people and not uh, bankers like Steve Mnuchin, part of the gang. She's had many opportunities, and as prosecutor, she chooses not to rock the boat, which is why she's been able to politically climb the ranks, and now she's continuing to do so. Uh, so I yeah. think it's a mistake to call her progressive in this way and to think that this is somehow a signal that progressive Democrats have power in the party. Doug? Well, I, I disagree uh, respectfully, Dan. Uh, I think she's probably the the most progressive prosecutor California has ever had. Uh, she's she uh, invented uh, and instituted the mental health court in uh, in uh, California. She also uh, did the uh, youth court in California, and also uh, instituted the drug court in California. I think these are are really important issues issues to working class people. Uh, she also uh, put in a, uh, a, a section in her prosecution uh, w- that had a misconduct registry of police uh, misconduct. And that's one of the first that I've heard as a prosecutor uh, that, uh, you know, has been instituted in any prosecution uh, uh, DA office. Uh, in the country, and um, especially, and and she refused to um, to process, to uh, ask. Oppo- she opposed the death penalty for a person that killed a cop in California. Nobody's done that. Uh, no, no prosecutor has done that in California before. So I, I think you got to give her uh, and. Prosecutions on, on pot, uh, the, the minor prosecutions. She w- refused to prosecute minor possessions of. Uh, so I think that's really important. Uh, she did, did prosecute some of the sales, but she m- reduced the sales prosecution from a felony to a misdemeanor on, on pot. So, you know, I, I think that her record is a progressive prosecutor. Of course, you know, she had to. She had the the uh, the label of prosec- prosecutor around her neck when she ran for office, but when she became a senator, I think she moved to the left, and I think that's important. She became 
much more progressive when she was a senator, and it's really tough to uh, to be a progressive prosecutor. You can't name me one more in this country. Angela? I, 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 okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dan, go ahead. So, so why is it so important to nominate a prosecutor as the candidate? You say it's, it's, it, I totally agree. It is very hard to be a progressive when you're uh, basically representing the status quo, law and order, as you put it. Uh, I'm curious why progressive Democrats would be concerned about having a law and order candidate. Isn't this, um, I know you don't want to repeat history going back to 72, 68, right? But this is 2020. People like me, we were not born then. And we have a totally different set of problems and a different body, body politic as our country is in crisis, right? Addressing just whether or not we have law and order when we have massive inequality. I think, so the, the metaphor is that when the knife is five inches in, pulling it out one inch is not much of an improvement. So why not nominate, say, Senator Warren if it's about having a progressive vice president? someone who has a record as senator. So what has Harris done as senator that makes you think she's moved to the left? Has she endorsed uh, Medicare for all? Um, <laughs> during the Democratic primary, she seemed to just try to meme her way in everyone's hearts. Yeah, I would just like to underscore. Yeah, thank you. I just, I wanted to underscore what Dan was saying before, because I think um, as, as, Disturbed as I am by her her history as a prosecutor, in in many ways, again recognizing that there's been some growth, I think I share that concern. That, and this is a problem, not just with her. This is a problem with how we go about elections in this country. Um, and when I said before that she's more progressive than Biden. I'm using the term progressive, you know, in the way that Americans use it. If you were to line up Biden or Harris in the, the larger ideological spectrum, they would be conservative to other industrialized democracies. So we are so center right in this country that, you know, to even talk about progressives is a little bit um, uh, frustrating and, and confusing. I also kind of am, am bristling at this notion of a progressive prosecutor. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I buy that. I don't know that it's possible. But going back to um, her connections to financial capitalism, I think that that's huge. And I think that we, we don't get free by electing centrist Democrats. And I think that that's what this ticket absolutely is. And you don't even get very far, like – in some ways, you can even – I mean, I, I supported Bernie Sanders before, but Bernie Sanders was only able to get as far as he did because he was not fundamentally asking to shake up the system. So, you know, until we're really ready to talk about racial capitalism, I don't think anything changes. I, keep, I think that what the debate is right now on the so-called left in America is we all have to get in line, shut our mouths, get behind this ticket – because we have to get rid of Trump. 
fine, whatever. But I don't think that that's really the terms of what we want to be talking about right now. We seem to be in a moment of sustained mobilization that I don't want to lose the uh, momentum where that's concerned. And we have to push these folks. We can't just, I mean, otherwise we get into this feedback loop of voting for the lesser evil or voting for the one that's not as bad as Trump or whoever the Republican Party puts up. And I don't see how that changes anything in terms of policy and people's lived experiences. Yeah, I don't uh, disagree uh, about progressive prosecutors. I, you, you can't find one. Uh, I think you can find people that are more progressive than others as a prosecutor. I mean, let's let's look at our own prosecutor, D.A. David, and and compare him to uh, compare him to Kamala Harris and what she's done. Uh, Kamala Harris, and, you know, D.A. David prosecutes uh, marijuana all the time, possession. This prosecutor, Kamala Harris, has come out against prosecuting uh, minor possession uh, of. Uh, Pot. And I, I think that's that's a, that's an advantage. I don't think that that she is a a an uh, well, not progressive. I, I think in terms of comparing her to the rest of the DAs and to the rest of the politicians in America, she is progressive. If you go to other countries, she's definitely reactionary. And I don't disagree with the fact that we're going to have to push her. We're definitely going to have to push her and Biden to do the right things. Uh, we're going to have to push them un- until, you know, they come through with, with adopting uh, Medicare for all. Uh, as you know, the, the platform committee right now has, has rejected it, and the Bernie uh, people that are on the platform committee are, are – uh, are voting or have a campaign to vote no on the platform of the Democratic Party because of that, and and Bernie, you know, was was the first senator to introduce uh, in the United States Senate Medicare for all, single payer health care, and I, I think that's an accomplishment. I think that's moving forward in America. I think this is a forward step in America for people of color also who have never had a uh, vice presidential candidate, especially a woman, especially a, a woman vice presidential candidate. And I, I think that's a plus. I, you, I don't see how you can argue that. But uh, especially given the, you know, the misogyny and the male chauvinism that that, that is epidemic in America. So, you know, I, I really think that, that she's going to bring people to the polls that wouldn't have come to the polls like the black population. And they they sat out for Hillary. I don't think they're going to sit out for Kamala Harris. And, um, you know, I would have rather had Elizabeth it's Warren. It's Biden's name, yes, though, Doug. But Biden's name on Elizabeth top. Warren. And, you know, this is racial capitalism. I agree with Angela on that. Go ahead, Dan. Get in there. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, dude. Um, yeah, it's not that's not nice of me. Uh, but it's Biden's name on top. Now, I, I want to build off of Angela, that uh, and, and yourself, of course, that if you know you're progressive and you want to have power in this 
political system that is extremely right wing or center right. And but the rest of America is either kind of neutral, not participating at all. Like in our election system, we're lucky if we have a 50 percent turnout rate. Um, And this is because we need an actual independent politics that is not tied to the fortunes of the Wall Street Party. So this means that's why I'm a Green Party guy. We have a black woman as our vice presidential candidate, well, Angela Walker. She's a truck driver, a worker. And although she's not a senator and doesn't have celebrity, the point is that we need to build our own independent politics so we can actually pull Biden to the left or the system to the left overall, because it isn't just about the individual people getting Trump out of office. Uh, What's the point of getting Trump out of office if no climate change legislation is going to be passed uh, or actual reforms? Kamala came out against fracking. Hmm? Kamala Harris came out against fracking. Recently? Yes. I see. Okay, I get a question for all of you. Um, You know, there did. It's been said that in her in her role as Attorney General, she incarcerated many black people. Um, so if that's the case, and we are in the midst of a Black Lives uh, Matter movement, the people that are in the streets screaming for Black Lives Matter. They're not saying anything about Camille uh, Harris's position on incarceration. What do you think? Well, some are. I wouldn't say that it's been completely silent on that. Um, but I, w- I will say that uh, Black Lives Matter has been and continues to be very successful in moving the dial on criminal justice reform. And you know, I would like for us to get way past reform, but um, <clears throat> it has been successful in that way. And that was something that I was saying earlier, that it's it's very frustrating to hear people in the Democratic Party uh, say, no criticism, everybody get on board, because I think it is the criticism and the pressure that has pushed her to much more progressive positions than I think that she would have arrived at otherwise. So... Um, I think some of it, some people in, in BLM have certainly been um, outspoken. Certainly, in, in locally, they've been outspoken, um, and I think you're going to see that that more and more. I agree. Are you, uh, Cynthia, are you going to have some of the local activists on your show to discuss their takes on this? Sure. Sure. I agree, and I urge you all to listen to democracy now in the debate that uh, on Angela, on Kamala Harris today. Absolutely. Uh, so I would Dan. recommend the Real News Network. Um, I find that democracy now has been repeating a lot of establishment talking <laughs> points and perspectives over the last several years. Um, now, one time they were, you know, a challenger of power, but I think. 
something happened along the way, perhaps uh, part of their funding is coming from places like National Endowment for the Arts or the Democracy, large nonprofits and foundations that um, are funded by millionaires and billionaires. So you won't They're listen not to it today, huh, Dan? That's really open No, I, I don't listen to Democracy Now. Yeah, okay, um, that's really open when, when they Dan. When they repeat talking points about how Venezuela is a dictatorship and we have enemies abroad that need to be fought that's that's not a peace agenda that's not the war that's not the war and peace report they're not criticizing our empire as much are they are they anyway good well you got to have alternative news and that's the only thing on tv that's alternative Uh, i i think they they uh the corporate media gets gets criticized consistently by democracy now and what they put out. Uh, I they they put out today they put out a, a an excellent piece on Bolivia and and the uh, the intervention in Bolivia that the United States has been given the uh, conservative right wing government. Right now they've got a national uh, workers strike in Bolivia and the corporate media does not uh, cover that. Democracy now covered it. Nobody else has covered that on a daily basis. So you know, the I, real think, news? I think you're really wrong about it, Dan. I think you know. I, I'll throw some nuance on it. I'm not saying that everything they do is you know State Department propaganda or whatever. Uh, but I'm pointing out that the, the the real news network is more consistent as they are completely viewer funded. Um, and there's other such uh, places that are and, – and, yes, it is hard to come by uh, legitimate independent reporting, and that's one of those that we have crisis across our society, and that includes news gathering. Um, to have journalists that are actually working class and covering on-the-ground issues that uh, the people who are not engaged and alienated uh, would actually pay attention to and thus actually be informed. So, you know – Broad problem Angela? needs broad solution. Angela? Um, well, we kind of got off talking about democracy now. I'm not sure if we yes, want to circle back around to, to Harris. And, Thank right. you. Yes. Yeah, so, um, again, I would just, you know, for, for people who are, who are listening um, and, and really paying attention to what's going on here, to, to really take this moment to – to push back and to push push Harris to be more progressive because, you know, we haven't talked much about Biden, but Biden has, a, in many ways, a much more disturbing past, a longer past, <laughs> policy past. But um, and I can't help but come back to Biden's treatment of Anita Hill, which was a long time ago. But I don't know that people make a sea change in their perceptions when it comes to race and gender in those ways. So, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, 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 very, I'm very wary. And so I'm, I, I sort of have my critical hackles up. And I think the thing that also disturbs me about this, wanting to shut any of that debate down for fear that it's going to play into the hands of Trump, first of all, I think it's ridiculous. But second of all, it's a giving up on democracy. And there is so, it it seems to me that there's so little recognition of what that actually means. Um, 
I mean, I would say that we don't actually live in a democracy by all empirical standards. Um, but if that is what our aspiration is, we've, we've sort of already given up the ghost on that. <laughs> you know, very little participation, uh, very little uh, political knowledge or interest in finding those things out. And the partisanship has become um, so staunch that, again, it's, hey, Democrats, shut up and, and pull the lever. Um, so those are the things that, that sort of go forward from here too. these larger kind of looming issues about what kind of society are we going to live in and what does that mean for the cultivation of more just policies? Mm. I, I agree with Angela. She's going to have to be pushed to, to, to more, to be more progressive. I, I think it's unfortunate that we, We've got a prosecutor as as a vice presidential candidate, but you know, I, I still think that uh, you know the criticism of her has has got to be aired. Uh, we, we've got to be able to 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 make a, a genuine criticism and come out there when when she's wrong and and when uh, Biden's wrong. Biden is has been a a real conservative, especially on uh, yep. the race issue. Uh, I agree. Uh, you know, and if, if she can push him, that's fine, but she needs to be pushed herself to the left. And, um, you know, I'm I'm about for doing that. Uh, that's what I'm all about. I think that's right, and I think it's interesting that, I mean, we're talking about Harris because um, of all, for all kinds of reasons, but because the announcement has just been made. But I also think we're talking about it a lot because I think a lot of people don't have faith in Biden and his age and his mental capacity is an issue. Mm. Dan, what do you I, say um, to that? My, uh, my, uh, my last and probably most controversial take, uh, but it is, it's mostly a, to back up what I've already said, that I expect uh, as a observer of recent history that I expect Biden to lose because voter suppression is so severe uh, and only getting worse, especially with mail-in ballots and how the Postal Service is in disarray through underfunding and all of that. Uh, Our democracy is, in fact, um, it's not really at risk. It's kind of already dead. Uh, As far as the major parties are concerned, there's no room for populist slash popular policy to be discussed. The results of the Bernie campaign should make this clear to people that there was no space. Um, it was never going to happen. Uh, so my my going uh, call going forward is to build an independent politics, however we can. I do in the Green Party. Others do with the DSA. Um, there's a host of other organizations that could be more if you have a more moderate approach, um, you know, that there's as long as you keep it independent of the powers that be, however you define them, however your politics run, people you want to keep away um, to actually have independence, the ability to think freely, act freely, um, and build power in one's community without being co-opted. Uh, by those with the money and power so we can actually fight them because you can't fight them while trying to make a deal with them at the same time. Uh, well, well, well yeah. Dan, our, our time is up. So you have been listening to Doug Bullock 
a labor organizer, Dan Platt, who has been a candidate for office of the Green Party, and um, Angela Ledford, who is a university professor at St. Rose. So if you like the show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you guys for taking the time to be as focused on Albany. It was a really enlightening conversation. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you, Cynthia. Love everybody. Be well.